L is for the ladies going through a divorce. O is for open plan kitchens with marble countertops. Oh, of course. Mm. V is very, very white and extra bougie. E is the elderly all being painted as big cuties. Love is all that I can give to you. Love in a totally unironic way for you. Two in a love can make it Take my money, make more rom-coms with it Love was made for me and Nancy Myers Hello and welcome to Twin Picks. I'm Noah Jansen And I'm Darcy Eagle Gosh, I love movies We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which myself, Darcy and Anthony are now recording, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome everyone to Twin Picks, the pop culture podcast where a pair of twins and their older sister talk about two movies next to each other and which one does its job better. But something's a little different today because the siblings are out and we have a special guest on the show, a guest we've had before and a dear, dear friend of mine. Some may say a girlfriend, <laughs> Darcy Eagle. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. And I'd like to welcome everybody to the official first meeting of the Nancy Myers Film Appreciation Club, oh, of which the three of us are all the only members. It kind of feels like a Nancy Myers story. In itself, doesn't it? Like truly, you know. I'm drinking wine. I was about to say we've got we've both got a glass of red with us. We're very like comfy and cozy. Darcy's in the PJs, which are very like silken like. Actually, true. Nancy PJs Ma- play a very big part in a lot of Nancy Myers movies. Oh, truly, truly, it's all about feeling comfortable in your own space, and that's what we're all about today <laughs> with the podcast. I hope you're listening on a Sunday. If you're going through a divorce, as we mentioned in the opening song, if you just if you love a glass of Pinot. We are here for you. I do have to preface, firstly, this episode isn't Harold and Maud and The Graduate oh, right. because of reasons. I actually can't remember why. Darcy and I were really excited to do this episode. Mostly I just Darcy really wanted to do this. this episode to the table and I think we should just first off talk about Nancy. Darcy, why did you want to do this episode? Why did you bring it up and and what is it about Nancy Myers that's really brought us together as a couple? Um, because I think I've she's made us stronger. I've, I don't know about I've, you. I think she's made us really strong. Yeah, she has. I <laughs> genuinely just love her. Like, I love her films. And on a very serious note, on the way here when I was driving here, I was thinking about we've talked before that female directors often, uh, there's a lot of talk around like, oh, you can't even, like, no one's like, they have a style. But I think that she has a very strong distinct style, a very distinct style. Totally, yeah. But so often we're like heralding male 
directors for having like a really distinct style in their filmmaking. But I think a lot of women have a very like, same thing happened with Greta Gerwig as well. People being like, oh, you know, it doesn't even feel that like the directing doesn't even feel like a large part of her movies or whatever. And I'm like, it's a huge part to me. I feel like it's such a subtle kind of like energy and I feel the same way about Nancy Myers. Which I think actually opens up a really interesting discussion about female directors because some people would say that that is um, like a a detractor that, you know, with whilst I don't actually agree with it, that, you know, with a, a female director, there's not as distinct a style to the direction. But like some would say the best directing is knowing what the script demands and doing it. Like the directors who have this very distinct visual style, some could say that they're pasting something over the top of scripts or they're always choosing scripts that serve their style, whereas... There are lots of incredible directors who just do what the, the script on the paper requires. But yeah, we, I have to say before, before us dating, what did I say? Obviously the parent trap, which we did on episode one, we did parent trap. And actually, you know what? I reckon if you listen back to episode one, you'd hear me talk about Nancy as a bit of a, bit of a, a noob. I, I didn't know who Nancy was. In fact, I remember Eliza saying like, there's a real like, you know, marble countertop <laughs> kitchen, like, you know, gorgeous all, patio vibe. And I was like, yeah, there is. It's really pretty, isn't it? Not knowing. It's so unachievable. Like, oh, it's true. truly. Everyone just has the most gorgeous, gorgeous, very privileged white When house. I was doing some research, I found an article that was purely just based on, like, how she's had influence on, like, architectural kind of, like, and, like, Pinterest and stuff. Like, just, like, it was a whole thing talking about basically her impact. It's <laughs> it's truly gorgeous. You can make a mood board with the word Nancy Myers in the middle and it would just be beautiful. But my, the main thing I attach to Nancy and that I'm really excited to talk about with these two films today is very empathetic human viewing of characters of all ages. We're all human. We all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, we're all just trying to do our best. <laughs> I feel like I cannot tell if the tone of this entire thing is like us just choking the whole time or us being like, I sincerely love her. So, Well, as we said in the song, it's completely unironic. Yes, it does make me put on a bit of a like like fancy voice that yeah. I'm quite enjoying. I no. feel quite Well, it's centered. like this is the same as my love for Meryl Streep is that I kind of have like it started off as an ironic love of Meryl Streep, but you can't have an like ironic love because she's really, really she's good. She's really good. So now yeah. people are like, oh, you're obsessed with Meryl Streep. I'm like, well, well I am. She's like great. the healthy How amount. But I really I did play that up at a certain point. Exactly. But like I also, of course, I'm obsessed. And she's in one of these movies. Yes, she sure is. So yeah, I have to say when um Eliza and Max did their LA double feature, I was quite threatened by how incredible it was. And uh, here we are now with this incredible double feature. I'm very excited to do an episode with Just Us. And we are talking about Something's Gotta Give, directed by Nancy Myers. So I should say it as it's meant to be said, Something's Gotta Give, because I think that's the real heart of the film. And it's complicated and it is complicated. This is a double feature of films directed by Nancy Myers about older, like, you know. There's a lot of similarities. In a lot, lot of similarities. They're a bit older in their life, experiencing love in older in old age. And, and also it's actually, it's not off the brink. Either of these aren't off the brink of a divorce. This is like years past divorce. Both yep, of these movies. Both the, yeah, the central uh, character is kind of, still uh, they they almost to their own um they're frustrated at how much their life still to a degree centers around the fact that they're divorced or how much their divorce shapes them a massive like comment on the patriarchy as well is in these movies i don't want to get into it too much because literally there's a lot to say about just being like that 
a lot of her work focuses on the implications of like women in later life versus men in later life and oh, the differences yeah. between those I two things. I hadn't seen Something's Gotta Give before and the first 10 minutes I was like, oh, yes, give me this story. Like the monologue that oh, Frances McDormand gives. Let's just get into it. Should Let's start with that one. Something's Gotta Give. Let's do it. Something's Gotta Give is a 2003 rom-com written, produced, and directed by the one and only Nancy Myers. It stars Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton as a successful, it says on the Wikipedia, 60-something and 50-something who uh, find love later in life, uh, despite being complete opposites. And as Das briefly mentioned up the top, it's kind of a bit of a commentary on uh, what we allow men to... uh, go after and to prioritize in a woman later in life as opposed to women. Uh, The main thing I thought about in the first 10 minutes of this movie is the horrifying statistic that as women get older, the man that they uh, want to, like the the partner that they're attracted to, the age of, you know, a partner, if they were to have one, that they would like uh, kind of generally moves with the age. You know, when they're 40, it's like 38. When they're like in their 50s, it's around 50. For a man it stays 22 and then in the 70s it becomes 24 and then it becomes 22 again literally it jumps for a second they were like hey you know what i should come to my senses maybe maybe this isn't working for me and then they were like you know what absolutely i can't do it those 24 year olds are just wrinkly (laughs) as hell i cannot do it um yeah and this is uh it, it's it's got quite a stacked cast. I didn't expect it's got Keanu Reeves as a sexy doctor. Oh my doctor. god, he! And I thought yeah, that to her, like this a is, John I know, Wick this is Keanu very, Reeves. I know. It, is he putting on a weird voice? Tell me, do you think he had a strange voice in this movie? I think I think <laughs> Keanu Reeves generally has a weird voice in movies. I maybe think it's just him. maybe I just don't hear him speak because so much the of only his movie stuff is like actively, action based. Yeah. He's not actually like dialoguing yeah. with the only movie where it's like oh wow that dude like truly does not know what accent he's speaking in is um bram stoker's dracula where he right. attempts a british accent this wasn't even an accent i just thought it was a character choice to kind of have this quite strange voice. i think the character choice for every keanu character is this is a strange man but that's <laughs> keanu which i love like, i know i love, I love that too i just yeah. thought that it was like i think because he had to play the action to flirt a lot it put him in a very specific Ooh. kind of acting that's place. gonna be a fun thing this episode we're yeah. gonna bring the acting terminology <laughs> in the, uh, the action is like, playing. what was keanu's objective <laughs> yeah. for the film <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so this is my first watch of this one i as i said you know whilst we've been dating i've tried to churn through a lot of the filmography and uh, hadn't seen this one, which was fun. Um, but Darcy, you said you've seen this one a few times. What was it like coming back to it? Oh, coming back to this one, I genuinely liked it more than like I was saying, like my bad, but I hadn't actually finished rewatching this when before I'd come here. Mm. And um, I was, I really wanted to finish it. <laughs> so I actually yeah. enjoyed it more than I'd even remembered I had. Yeah, lovely. That's great. I, I don't know, I got to say... <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm bringing some criticism to this one for oh, Nancy. Yeah. I am actually. I think with every one of her movies, something something of the the ego in me. I start it and I go, yeah, but she's not going to do it to me again. And she 
always does. It was my experience with the holiday. It was yeah. my experience with what women want. With something's got to give, I came in hot and oh, heavy. Well, I was maybe. like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. The first 40 minutes, I adored. Yeah. I loved. Well, then maybe I maybe have rose-coloured glasses on because I only saw like that first part. Maybe. Maybe I feel I, the ending is a bit like flat. I just and, yeah. didn't realise how much it truly is. Like the the most gorgeous thing we can say about this movie and like the sentiment of this movie is that it's a rom-com starring like an older couple and it's about yeah. like love, older and age. And like there's a sex scene in the film that like clearly the statement of it and as we talked about before with Nancy Mai's movies is why the hell do we not show like older bodies being happy? Why do we not show that like people and like elderly people have sex and like yeah. are sexual and like have wants and needs, which is amazing. My primary problem with the film is it kind of opens establishing a kind of like family drama, kind of like play-esque feeling of the movie starts with Jack Nicholson's character is uh, away for like a, a weekend or like, you know, a few days at um, his the girl that he's seeing who's way younger than him, like just hitting 30 yeah, at her like fi- beach house or question something. Question to interrupt, but mm-hmm. do you find that, like Jack Nicholson is almost too old to play this character in a way. I don't know if I sort of, I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't believable that even, because she was also, she comes from a a wealthy background. So I feel like it just felt confusing as to why she was even dating this guy when he's really into his 60s. Like he's not like a like silver hair fox. He's like properly old. (laughs) That is my main second problem with the film being that like so much of the film rides on the idea that like this dude is essentially a fuck boy in his 60s like he's like that thing of like oh I know I kind of hate women but you got to admit there's something to me there's a little bit of a cheek there that the movie doesn't convince me of enough to be like why is everyone so obsessed with this guy so that's my kind of second main thing with it but my primary one being the movie yes as I said he's like away at like a beach house that his um this 30-year-old he's seeing, it's like her parents' place, her mum's place. And then her mum comes and her mum comes with her sister and it's this really awkward moment of the mum being like, you're dating this guy? He's so old and stuff. Which sets up such a fun playing field of like these four people in this house and Frances McDormand is really fun. She's like, no, 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 like let's all, let's spend the weekend together. We're all adults, we can do it. And there's a really fun, really fun monologue. kitchen table scene that has an incredible monologue from Francis McDormand. It also the has, the I'm sorry, incredible food. I literally wrote down when I was oh, writing notes. It just said, food. don't watch Nancy Myers movies when you're hungry because I was starving. I was like waiting for my food it's to come. Just and I was incredible. like, I literally. You know what it made me think ugh. about a lot, Das? As someone who watches a lot of horror movies, the problem I have with horror a lot is like production design is such a like secondary thought commonly like if i'm watching a like canadian slasher from the 80s if there's a dinner table scene they're just gonna like it the walls will all be like brown and like they'll be like and a the piece of chicken on the like plate chicken and vegetables but isn't it gorgeous that nancy Myers is like because i make these very like human dialogue-based movies her mom was they have a architect, distinctive look to them remember oh no it was um interior designer her mom was literally an interior designer and it so just that brings reads. such a warmth to the films it truly does tick 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 all round in that sense of course and francis mcdormand has this awesome monologue and it's great and then kind of really quickly shifts into just being about Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. And I thought that we were going to get a whole, like, 
love triangle thing with like Francis McDormand being with Keanu Reeves or like Keanu Reeves oh, being with God. the 30-year-old with, with the other sister and like that whole and then I mean all I know the, the movie together. something's got to give and between them through, so for me I, I I don't know I just find it weird it's like the start part I can yeah, understand I how that. you think it's going somewhere else but like everybody knows it's going to rom-com land with Diane Keaton it's true and I don't know maybe I just imagined a movie in my head I was also like three glasses of, of red deep at this point because I was you know getting in the mood so possibly Possibly the movie I wanted it to be didn't happen. But yeah. I have to say halfway through I was like, oh, but it's if that's just your reason for Jack not Nicholson it, and Diane Keaton now. That feels a bit odd because that's No, no, my people... main one being now that it's just Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton, right. I don't buy Jack Nicholson. This whole thing of being like they're complete opposites. She is a strong, determined woman who's older in age, has all this respect for herself, know what she, knows what she deserves, and yeah. he doesn't know how to be with someone that isn't young, hot, fun, and then he can't dispose of them. He doesn't know how to do that. But... I don't believe that she would fall in love with him. I don't no, get the I understand what you mean. It very quickly jumps to that scene on the beach where they're really getting along. It just happens so quickly. And you're kind of like, I love the like flirting over message thing. That's really Isn't cute. It fun? They like flirt over message. Like they live in the same house. He's had to stay there. So we forgot to I mention he's had a heart attack. So yeah, yeah, the, the he heart has to stay with her. Fun. That's how it all happens. But they kind of like, yeah. I wrote down texting, texting, flirting, texting. That was yeah, my Yeah, I thought that. that was quite sweet. Yeah. And then she adds it into her, like, play. Can we talk about the play? Yeah. Can you imagine the trauma of someone literally, like, the second you have a conversation, running upstairs and, like, <laughs> giggling to herself as she types this thing you just talked about and then it being on Broadway? Like, that would just be huge. I yeah. love it for her. But I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That She's is inspired, hectic. though. And I guess that's that, what like, it would be. Oh, there yeah. is, I think it's quite sweet that's like, that's a very sweet way of showing that, that she's a bit inspired by them. this love. Like you mm. don't have to kind of show anything except for the fact that she's written it into a play she's writing. So there's something interesting yeah. going on there. Yeah. But well, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Of course, it very quickly like flips from her being like, I absolutely won't tolerate this like misogynistic guy in my house to being like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he is kind of cute, even though he's still a misogynist. <laughs> yeah, I just don't quite yeah buy that yeah. jump, I guess. But also that because I don't get how men are supposed to rehabilitate rehabilitate themselves to not be creeps. So they just have to be like. writes a better rehabilitation story for men than men have ever written for themselves. Oh, because they don't know how to do it. Yeah, that and what women want. Also, again, really good. She brings a lot of empathy to these characters that should not have any. Anthony, you're getting home late. We're going to talk about every Nancy Myers movie that's ever come out because that is a goddamn classic right now, (laughs) So good. You made me like Mel Gibson and I didn't want to. (laughs) Literally, I was like, goddammit. Oh, I love that film. What a great film. The female character's name is Darcy in that film. Oh, yeah. We love that, don't we? Do we know if it's with an E? No, it's not. I've looked it up. Weak. Well, then you're the superior bitch, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, where, where does Frances McDormand go? Surely you felt that. Oh, really? No. I just, I think that maybe I've watched it quite a few times now that I'm not having the first, like, first time viewership that you were having. Yeah. Where you were like, what is this? I just feel like I always knew what the movie was about, which is yeah. just that romance thing. Yeah. So when they leave, I'm not really thinking, I'm like, oh, we're about to get into it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Old people old falling people. in love. Old people fucking was pretty fun. Yeah. Cutting off the turtleneck. I, yeah. Oh my God. I was I giggling away. No, I genuinely think. Her turtleneck was quite literally like a, a chain. She was refreshing herself. She was like herself a ball of, like, sexually yeah, a ball and chain like, over yeah. herself. Truly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm just a grump. She dazzled me. She did. Nancy dazzled me. I thought there were some really great moments in this movie that I didn't remember even. Like, as mm. I said, like, just some every day, even when the Keanu bit happened, I was like, oh, of course, he's in this movie. Like, this whole sort of side But plot. that's what I mean. I guess I just had something about being, like, the subplots, therefore. I guess it wasn't a subplot because the idea was, like, now she's settling for a younger per- partner 
which is what the whole thing she was furious at Jack Nicholson and like that kind of man for is, is this idea of being like, you go for someone younger than you that like is in a completely different stage of life than you that ultimately doesn't work for her. But I don't know, everything apart from them, from Jack and Diane then just felt quite like not central to what the movie was doing, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was actually just the fact that I didn't, I completely bought them afterwards, like when that sort of that change happened, but they'd made it such a harsh con- like mm. contrast at the beginning that it felt quite quick. I bought mm. it, but it feels very quick the way that it happens. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. okay, what's this turnaround? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very true. I have a bit of a question for you before yeah. we move on to the next film for this one. The movie's called Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. And at the end, spot, plot, spoiler alert. <laughs> plot twist, spoiler alert. Something gave. Something <laughs> gave for Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Would you have preferred if it never gave for Jack Nicholson? And if the point was that she truly did just have to be like, that I know what he could have been. Or do you think I they were meant always, to be together? You know my preference for movies is I would always rather that version of the choice yeah. where the thing doesn't happen and yeah. the happy ending doesn't and people have to like reckon with what they've done. Yeah. I much prefer that. So, of course, that would be fucking revolutionary though in the time it was written to not make this rom-com yeah. end in a wrong. Something had to give. To just be reason. like, oh, and I guess she's got to think about that one. Like that's yeah, not what people truly. paid money to see for a Nancy Myers movie. I just feel like I've never seen it in a movie. I'm just waiting for it. Yeah. Give it to me. That's anyway, what I'm saying. Nancy, that's Unfortunately, you. Nancy, back in what year was this? This is 2003, did I say? Yeah. yeah. 2003. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. Because already I was reading the notes before it said that it was a big enough thing to be like, we're making a rom-com with Jack Nicholson yeah. and Diane Keaton. Like that was the big enough. Although, push. do you not think that the main characters, what they need to learn, like even what she needs to learn is this love for life again? And yes, maybe a bit sad it comes from this guy, but it's actually more it's this true. thing. It's true. She's given, denied. She's become he does give something to her. though in yeah. a way with being single. Like she has created a whole life for herself and has things mm. to do and you know what I mean like she has a job mm. and she has her life it almost kind of falls into the convo we have a lot about like binaries of things of being like she's been hurt by men so much that she's made up in her mind like they are all this thing which is true like the way men can hurt women is true but like it denies the truth that like what you're just going to say every single man in the world can't bring anything to your life like there's an element of being like as a woman that's attracted to a man are you just going to deny that you're attracted to men But I think forever? that that's like, why this movie just like you can tell instantly is directed by a woman because it captures so perfectly just like that in that, I guess, dilemma yeah. and being like this is infuriating and yeah. I have been like and knowing how like incredibly disappointed I'm sure by men you would be at that age. Yeah. So I'm like I feel like that kind of yes, thing. Yes, what happened to her before she made this movie? Just wild guess. She got divorced? She got divorced uh, right off the back of it. Yeah, well – how Nancy. funny. Imagine finding out Nancy Myers had never been divorced. Imagine finding out she was asexual. She'd never been with anyone in her life. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. And she let it all out in her films. Yeah. Never been in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. She's a biker. <laughs> oh, God, literally. Classic but that's what I mean. Names. I'm like, well, of course, of course, at some point before making these films, she had been divorced. Yeah. It's her main you subject have, you matter. Have to, truly. But uh, Anthony, does this make you, so far, are you like really charmed by what these movies sound like? Like, do you, are you feeling the urge to watch them? Because I, I also hope this episode to build an appreciation for her. Yeah. I want new people club to members dip always in. welcome. Exactly. Exactly. We're always, always looking for new members. Weirdly, like most of what I've been picturing, like I'm picturing these storylines playing out with the two characters in the opening sequence of Up. Um, oh. You're talking <laughs> about like, you're talking before <laughs> about like 
you're talking about like the happy ending not happening and that being like your ideal movie. And I was mm. just like, mm, well, that's that's certainly an instance of that happening. And yeah, it's really not they really up together. rob you of that. Yeah, God, that yeah. is a good. The couple this one would have been. They're a good old couple. Yeah, that's they what I mean. I'm like, this well. old couple should not be together. Like, I think they would be like empowering to be like, you know mm. what? Even at this age, she doesn't need this part of her life. Like, if someone's going to bring her down, she knows herself. And I think there's a powerful statement to be like, you know what? I think we could have been great, but. No, it's not going to happen. And I'm too old to try and make it happen. Having like, not, not seen these movies, it sounds like they tread quite, they could be treading quite a precarious line between like validating like romance and sexual attraction and those sorts of things in like older people versus like almost a sort of condescending tone of like, isn't it like, as you were saying in the song, mm-hmm. like, isn't it cute that like older people do stuff that young people do? Like as yeah, though they're also not people who like wouldn't reasonably I think experience I think those things. And- the empathy and understanding of people is always so at the center of these films. And like, it sounds ridiculous to say, but I truly do think it was something I was going to mention towards um, compare the picks, but like, I truly do think that Nancy Myers is a kind of filmmaker that we've always just labeled as like a chick flick filmmaker because of the way her movies look and because like all male critics, you know, like fucking most critics are male, like going into these films and be like, oh, it's just a thing like this. And they don't understand like a female perspective bringing such nuance and understanding and like empathy for people to these films as she does that whilst I do of course agree that they're very light fair. And I think the idea being that they like want to function primarily at the surface level as like, get women into the theatre, like get, you know, a girl's night into the theatre. I think she is delicately dealing with very human, like understanding values better than most to a huge degree, you know? Yeah. Um, As far as it being sort of like, I I don't know, condescending, because like I get what you mean with that. I also am like, I think it just didn't know exactly, well, didn't know, it did know, knew what story it was telling. And I'm like, there is a flip side of it, which is just like, oh, you know what, like, you can just still have all of these things and you shouldn't be shut off to it. Like you shouldn't let life shut Mm. you off to these experiences. And that is what this movie gives us. Like it doesn't give us kind of the like, actually, you know what, this is the moral for everyone else to learn that you don't necessarily always get this chance where Mm. someone's going to like take you back or whatever when they've like that kind of thing. Oh, that's a nice sentiment. So you think there's a degree of being like part of what that ending is saying is being like, let's let like people that are in a later stage stage of life have the happy ending that we are is usually reserved for like yeah or that women can't will never exactly like get married to somebody again or remarry and, and like, then it's that like, yeah. kind of thing or kind yeah. of just a, her Very being true. like you know what everything like there is a more sensible choice for me to be making but i'm in love so i'm not going to make it this is, and I'm old. Am I winning you over with you this? You wooed me. You've pulled a Nancy Myers one-two flip on me. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I loved it. Well done. Shall we? Yeah. Do we, we need to move we on? Gotta, we okay. got to move on. Too good. <laughs> Something's got to move on. Alrighty, It's Complicated is a 2009 rom-com written and directed by Nancy Myers. It stars Meryl Streep, again, just come off a divorce. Well, not just come off a divorce, she's a few years after a divorce. Um, you know, in like her like 50s, kind of feeling a bit lonely and stuff. Uh, she's a single mother of three now. And she starts to have a secret affair with her ex 
husband, Alec Baldwin, rekindling the relationship with Alec Baldwin. But then, this is 10 years after the divorce, but then she, or a new wonderful man played by Steve Martin comes into her life and now she's torn between a gorgeous new possibility and or letting go for once in her life as well. Like she's always been the one who's done the right thing and for once she's fucking up. Oh, it's up. incredible. I'm like, sorry. I just, I, like, I'm like, I don't know that many films about infidelity, but like I don't have any at the forefront of my mind. But like what an incredible way to tell a story that's being like here is a person making mistakes and being a bit messy, as you said, for the first time in her life really. But it it really makes audience the whole time. You always root for her. You always understand what she's going through so deeply and you're like, oh, this looks so hard. And I think we need a lot more of that in the world. Like, yeah. holy hell, so no, good. I very much enjoyed it and I enjoy, like, her friends and their attitude towards it and all of that sort of stuff in the movie. So, Oh, and I think this one maybe does some things that I was just saying with something's got to give that I wanted a bit more of. The affair drama provides so many fun, like, set pieces or like comedy, comedy situational thingy, yeah. comedy like the hotel bit yeah. with John Krasinski oh, plays. he's also in this he's so good in it I love it yeah a weird like early role for him um John Krasinski plays uh Meryl Streep's what would it be son-in-law yeah uh so he's and essentially he keeps on seeing Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin coming into the hotel this, this hotel to sleep together and it's just like you know, as does that situational comedy of them, like, hooking up, of, of him being like, oh, do I tell my, like, yeah. my wife? Like, what do we do? It's so fun. It's such, it's, a, it's such a weird way to make a role out of this, like, side kind of character to the family, like, that it is, like, what's awkward about it yeah. is also that he's not part of the, like, he's actual not siblings. Exactly. Yeah, like, he's, exactly. like, outside of it. And, it, and he's like seeing this thing and he's like, oh, my God. Be, yeah. And he also can't speak to it. Like, it doesn't affect him. To, he doesn't want to speak to them about exactly, it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, Funny. again, part of what makes it complicated is, like, it, this isn't just someone like getting back together with an ex. It's the idea of being like our children have had to go through the understanding in their childhood of being like, my parents don't love each other anymore and aren't together anymore. So it's a whole thing of being like, now that we're hooking up, Alec Baldwin's mm. like, this is, he, he's very much the he's personality so type that's like, like yeah. it's, it's, un, it, it's bad and it's scary, but I, I jump towards things that are scary. Like the, I, the very concept that. No, but he doesn't actually in this moment. No, what he's jumping towards. Like, it's like it, it uh, as you, yes. Yes, I, I, know, I, I, I know agree what you're about what you mean. To say under, an I, underlayered part, yeah. I'm like, sure, he's somebody who's impulsive, but on top of like this, what it's actually commenting on is being like, when, Our when family men could be want, together again. Exactly, just being like, they built this beautiful family together and then it was sort of like at the moment where, you know, he was just alone with her or whatever it was, was just like, oh, I'm going to bounce then, like, I'm going to leave. And mm. ends up with this other younger woman. Hot young thing. Yeah, and they end up having a child together. And through the movie, his outside life from the affair is like his wife trying to go through IVF, a lot of nagging, having a really difficult time bringing up this child again, a really messy, chaotic house. And what he longs for is a beautiful Nancy Myers marble mm. kitchen countertop. Mm. But some wine an and in- three adult children so he can enjoy his life. Do you think it's an interesting one of... I, there's a large degree of of it for the Alec Baldwin character of being like, oh my god, this kid we've had, or like that she wants to have. I feel like I'm going to be a dad again. Like I'm yeah. going to start from the start. Whoa, and I feel like there's a well, really interesting like, yeah. degree of being like that we don't understand. Or like it's it is so complicated. Also for the Alec Baldwin <laughs> character of this thing of like 
is what he's excited by with Meryl Streep and his old family. The idea of being like, why did I give that up? I could have this gorgeous family with my adult children again. Or is it just that he doesn't like the scenario he's in so deeply now that he's looking for a way out. And well, actually Meryl Streep has nostalgic, just... nostalgic, yeah. Exactly, feeling nostalgic. Meryl Streep has essentially filled the role that his current wife, wife yeah. fulfilled when he was with Meryl Streep and was like, oh, but now I'm, I'm a bit bored. bored. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Das. He's constantly it's getting complicated. bored. complicated. He's constantly over the life he had. Ridiculous. But as. then, hey, Steve Martin <laughs> waltzes in with the yeah. whitest... The, uh, hair as white as snow. Yeah. Just... And a bit too much Botox, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Very true. Very, very true. But, you know. Loki scares me in some moments in this film. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I don't know. There's just something about it. I don't know. He's just got a smile that's a bit, now with the Botox, a bit intimidating. Yeah, classic. But also, like, Keanu also scared me a bit in the movie. So maybe I just oh, don't like this, like, perfectly written man because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's always the weird counter exist. she writes where she's like, and then there's a perfect guy life. that comes in to, to exactly. serve. Like, it's always know, that guy, but I was like. I think they justify quite nicely. I'm just spooked because I've never seen one in the wild. I think they're quite in the wild. I think they've quite nicely justified the idea that he's this very soft kind of guy that's gone through a divorce himself because. Yeah. Like he's very similar to Meryl, Meryl's character. Like yeah. their experience is very similar, and I quite, I quite like that for her. That I'm like, she's choosing between you and old as well. Oh, truly. Like it's like, do I invest in you, like, love, or yeah. do I say I could have the I thing have... that I assumed I was going to have for the rest of my life yeah. ten years ago? Yeah. Is there anything, any, anything else to note I, from this one? I think I want. I actually, I have a quite a bold point. I think it's my of all of her oeuvre, it's. Her best production design. Best production design. Yeah, I think this one's bit. Well, it's Tara also about Trapp's architecture. Nice, She's Tara, getting her house redone. Getting her house redone so by, by Steve Martin. By Steve Martin, that's his character. Because what do we have? Okay, we have gorgeous hotel, which is fun. We have her gorgeous house oh, that's getting nice. redone. We can't forget we have like the bakery. Like the, the, bakery. the bakery. Yeah. Oh, she makes food. Oh, oh and my it's God. so pretty. There's so much good food porn in this. It's so good. Oh, when they go and they make the pastry, like the pastries, yeah, the pastries or the something. Pastry. Uh, Again, anyway, fun little really seven. It's like later right at night. Yeah. Oh <laughs> boy, don't watch it late at night because you'll you'll want a snack. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. I this one doesn't miss a beat for me. I can't think of a misstep in this film for me personally. Well, I feel like it's pretty much given away your choice then. Yeah, there it is. Well, I, I'm, I, I could do <laughs> no, my best No, I do for think you. this is a beautiful film. And I think the pace of the end of this also moves quicker and, like, feels more. I just think there's enough, um, like, set piece kind of comedy ideas to keep and, like, enough investment in, like, emotionally every single person and understanding every single person's point of view that it's always moving and you're always into it. Like, we've both said these are, her movies can have a long-ish run time, but... We also have this this with Judd Apatow yeah. where we're like, if you're hitting it, I'm happy to be there with you for your overly bloated run times. Yeah. And that this is a big one for me of being like the whole time I'm like, I care about these people, so I'm fine. I'm very chill being here. Yeah. Like, and it, you can tell there's always a beat of like maybe in the first draft being like, and then they have a good date and her being like, how do we make that stand out more? They get high. They go yeah. out the back and they get high. Her and Steve Martin, they get high. And it's such a fun little scene and you're like, yeah, that's how you spruce that up. Yeah, completely. Oh, and the beat, where, oh, so sad when Alec Baldwin 
sees that she's like flirting a bit with him, so he offers to dance. And they dance and together. They all dance, the kids are like, "What and all the kids are like, is going my, on?" I've never seen my divorced parents, parents are dancing are together, dancing together for the first time in ten years. Oh. And also just like how sad actually the end of it is when the kids think that they've got back together again and then they all sleep in the same oh. bed. Oh. What the hell? That's so it cute. Just moves like Nessie so Meyer is your mind. That's so sweet. Oh, it's incredible. Like I like that she like writes into it. I again wouldn't be surprised if her parents got divorced because mm. it feels like one of those vibes where you've like written from this experience of actually mm. what that would feel like. Because it's a central part of the movie when it doesn't need to be. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um yeah, totally. I actually think it's probably the quintessential Nancy Myers movies. Like, I think it has yeah. a little elements from every one of the movies in it. And the highlight for me for this film personally is the idea of, as you said, a woman who's never made a misstep ever. She's been perfect her whole life, always done things by the book. And it's like going she through deserves a pretty. This. She yeah. deserves this little messy part yeah. of life. And like, it's like a little chill. This from whole it. thing. Totally. She goes on a full on yeah. adventure. And yeah. I. I'm so pleased I got to take the ride with her. <laughs> Thank you, Meryl. Thank you, Meryl. Shall we compare Shall the picks? We? Yeah. Let's do it. So Nancy Myers uh, was in the kitchen. She was baking, making some food, and she plates two perfect little pieces in front of us. Something's got to give, and it's complicated. These are both films that you've seen before that, you know, rewatch for the podcast. Did you have an experience with one of them that after a bit of time rewatching, you were like, oh, this one has more staying power to me or something? Because that's the oh, lens you're bringing to these that I don't really have. Yeah, but I watched Something's Gonna Give first and yeah. then I watched It's Complicated. And so when I watched It's Complicated, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Something's Gonna Give, that kind of vibe. Oh, And so I'm like, that's a very different comparison to what you've had where you've kind of just seen them as their own thing, yeah. like their separate thing. I didn't, you know, you didn't discover yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Because It's Complicated you for me was the rewatch. First. Yeah. I did. It was the rewatch and Something's Gotta Give was the... Like I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen it before. Although and if something holds up on a rewatch. I was going to say that's my big one today. Yeah. Like, it's complicated. I was surprised Literally, I was like, by my oh, rewatch of something's got to give. So like I don't know if that, but I was you? like, oh, I just want to keep watching. I was like there were just scenes and maybe I was being more aware of it. I was like, oh, this is some great writing in it. Like mm. I just, you know, some fun ideas, like scene mm. ideas, you know. Mm. Yeah, when I think about what distinguishes my experience for both of these, I go like what's a very similar like the Diane Keaton character and the Meryl Streep character are very similar and the yeah. things about them I like. I, I love both the characters. I was about to what say I love one about of our comparison points oh, yeah. has to be, I'm not to compare women, but literally <laughs> I'm like Meryl to like Meryl Diane, Diane, who would win. <laughs> oh, dual Imagine fight. that dual. That's the compare, truly. Truly, think... they all just have that same, I was like that same like anxious flustered though. Like, you know how Meryl is a like, little like, oh, she's like, thing. <laughs> yeah, with her the hair, hair, like the yeah, hand she like hair. brushes a good her hair that. across her face and does yeah. like a lot of exasperated. This exactly the same yeah. as dying. I have to say, it's a hard beat for her to sell. I know, but there's a prolonged joke in something's got to give that like the sentiment, of, the sentiment of is quite sweet, which is that like because her heart is so broken, it's really fueling her writing, oh, and she's crying all the time. That's writing's not very good. But it's bad, and like it's, it's a so joke. True. Meryl but it's really so would have brought bad. But a Meryl would have done it. 
She Meryl would have oh, done it. How crazy is that? That like hiring different actresses, right? For this, you, you go, get a joke cry, you or get, you get crying. That's that makes what I mean. Us laugh. Like, even exactly, like I was about to say, Meryl can literally still full on real cry, but like you are kind of like, oh, within the context of the movie, it's funny. Whereas Diane Keaton was trying to make the scene funny, like totally. Yeah. Well, when we think about what Meryl is able to do, right? You think about like, I think bad acting is being like, this is a joke, so you sell it as a How joke. Many cries a Meryl- hard thing to do. Oh, very hard. But I um, think like what I makes like Meryl, I don't like think about that. all of Devil Wears Prada, that on paper is a comedy performance. But the yeah. way it works is she plays it for truth and we laugh at everything that comes out of her mouth because yeah. we're like, oh, my God, this but person like, is like that. But that's, that's what I'm that saying. Person. I'm like it's actually just the, like the scene that's being laughed at, like the actual funny beats of the yes. scene are being laughed at because she's yeah. telling Whereas the Diane story Keaton truth. doesn't know how to do a but truthful laugh is for a 10-minute scene. Well, she's trying to play up a bit more like old school comedy stuff, I guess, to be like the situation of the scene. It's Meryl. Like okay, personally, yeah. Meryl's winning. I'm, you know I can't say no to her. So It's true. We don't like to make women duel on the podcast. No, but we will. no. <laughs> but we will. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, no, no, but we will. Um, but my the big one that I'm like, this kind of shows the difference between my enjoyment of the films for me is something's got to give cannot sell me on a on um, respecting the complicated nature of the Jack Nicholson character and definitely not on the redemption arc of that character. Whereas it's complicated, Alec Baldwin, the whole time, you're like, I actually fully get how you are the way you are and I wish I hated you more than I did. You're kind of fun. You're kind of fun. Yeah. Like, you get it. And, like, Meryl is so good at acting that she always has this thing of being like, oh, my God, how have I fallen into your web again? Like, how have you teased me into this again? You're so much fun. And I buy it. Yeah. And again, I empathize with him. they drink together at the bar? Oh, that's, yeah. Again, I'm saying, the thing that we talk a million times totally. over is like the sexiest thing in the world is like an actual emotionally, like intelligent, like intellectual, intellectual conversation, conversation between intellectual two people. Darcy that's Eagle, exactly Ryan of Person's Table brought that into my life and it's been a big game changer. Just that concept for, oh, in movies. Yes. Well, I see you. it in movies all the time now. I, I didn't exactly, used to think about it. Exactly, you see it all the time. As we said, I'm like one of my favourites is always, I was saying, up in the air. Like oh yeah, George the credit Clooney card and, um, scene, oh, the, so the card great. scene where it's Such like they are scene. two minds like dueling. Yeah, yeah so fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, production design—it's complicated. I think it's a masterclass. It looks like a Benno Homes and Gardens magazine. Um, it's 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 complicated for me. Yeah, and it That's is for favorite. me as well because I cool. actually think it gives us the opposite of the thing that something sort of give gives us, right? Like that gives you like, no, you can trust this love that's quite scary and doesn't seem right. And the Meryl Streep one is like, no, actually, what's like, that's not scary. I just know that man. I know exactly the kind of man he is and who's going to turn out to be. (laughs) And I'm not taking a risk on that. I'm actually going to go start my new life with somebody else. So I actually, I thought the exact same thing because I was like, I like the message of it's complicated far better. Yeah. Totally. I, I think I do as well. I think yeah. I, I far prefer the idea of like. But I think they both do their job well. A messy, a messy like, I experience. actually think that yeah, I'm I of the opinion that something's going to give is telling a different story and it has yeah. a different meaning to what is complicated does. Yeah, that's very true. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like, truly, truly gorgeous films. And I, I do think with It's Complicated that like reception wise obviously critical reception does not fucking matter but i do look at something like it's complicated and go i don't see how you don't recognize that as a pretty like top to bottom like excellent excellently crafted film and i think there's just a degree of being like any film that looks and feels like this is never going to be widely regarded as do you know she's retired now 
Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's wow. what she said. So she was... Because I don't know she doesn't have the standing she does. There's a joke about it in Big Mouth. Yeah, that- <laughs> I know that we laughed out because we'd always just been saying she's so underrated and it's a joke in the show about It's like it. she has quite a filmography. Like, yeah. what, a, what an incredible body of work. <laughs> um, so what we're saying, that she's yes. retired. Sorry, in, um, she's retired, I think it was like start of like COVID last year. It was an interview I was just looking up when I was researching her mm. and um, it was just talking about, I mean, similar things to what Robert De- not Robert De Niro... Um, um, Martin Scorsese talks about with like movies have just changed. She's like the kind you of movie I make. Yeah. I don't even know where that, where that fits goes. anymore. Like this mid kind of range budget movie Truly for scary. this like this kind of look and stuff. She's like just like I. She said she saw the difference or felt the difference um, between the intern. I think it's complicated and the intern with being like she was like. The positive was kind of that they were like money focused so they didn't really like watch what I was doing in a way like mm. and they didn't have a lot of control over that aspect of it but they she was just like it's completely shifted like they don't care about the con it's just so money focused now like after mm. all of the superhero that's kind of movie so thing sad. she was just like it's just yeah, yeah that's I'm kind of and she was like you. nothing's come along that's interested me oh that's really sad. and she had something she was kind of with covid but i think she sort of just decided to be like know what that was just a lot of stress in my life kind of in part like making movies is quite stressful for like yeah yeah she was like started making her big like in her big role of movies like later in life like pretty awesome thing of being like you know kind of in your 50s when you're really making movies that like consistently you're being told like consistently you're going to the studio be like here's a script i wrote i'm gonna make this and then that's happening um but on that very point you know i we were talking about how i read this gorgeous book by sydney lumet called making movies but the whole book really refers a lot to um, like the way the industry was. And I'm like, this entire chapter doesn't apply anymore. This doesn't apply anymore. <laughs> like just any idea of like some sort of healthy dynamic between creator and studio is quite dead. So um, I think, you know, today for the Nancy Myers Appreciation Club, as well as just being gorgeous films you should watch. Also, you might not be, these might be the kind of movies that in, you know, 40, 50 years time we look back at and go, we didn't know how good we had it, truly. <laughs> Who Gosh. will the next Nancy be? No. <laughs> wow. Well. It's complicated. Winner. The winner. Well done. It's complicated. Welcome to welcome to the pack. It's lovely to have you. You'll bring a lot of class and um, great interior design to the joint. Shall we do triplet in the attic? Yeah, sounds good. Let's do Meryl it. Meryl in the attic. Meryl in the attic. She's like, oh, huh, hi. I can't do Meryl. That was so bad. It was really bad. Damn it. And finally, it's time for Triplet in the Attic, which is the part of the show where we each, I usually say we each when there's like more than two of us. Well, Anthony's here as well, but I'm sure he doesn't have a Triplet in the Attic. Have you seen any of these, Anthony? No. Watch them when you get home. I think The Intern's on Netflix, so people should watch that one. I've seen The Intern. Did you like it? Did you like The Intern? No. Oh. (gasps) And here's the thing, What did you like about The Intern? I loved The Intern. It wasn't bad. It was just. It was just too medium. I don't. I don't yeah. remember enough of it. Yeah, that's that's always my test. Like, yeah. your, true, it doesn't true. have the it's complicated thing of like memorable scenes and stuff. It has I don't really more old scenes. people cuteness though. It is the peak old people fucking cuteness. Old people Her life cute. is fully turned around by the influence of like an older person. Be like, no, you need to continue being a strong, independent woman. She's about to give up her business. In he's that an film. old school person here, like respect. And he brings. I am. He's a gentleman. Thinking of the right film, right? This is Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And Robert yeah. De Niro. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Damn, well, yeah, Robert you are really out of the turns, turns a performance in that movie too. 
And he has to do such crap these days. Yeah. I bet it was so nice for him. Well, was it? Like, it just so feels, it weirdly sits right in the time that he was just doing the silliest stuff. So I feel like you would see that What's in the a movie? similar nature when actually it's quite beautiful Did you acting. see the trailers for The War on Grandpa a few weeks ago? No. What is this bad grandpa? He's now done two, two. films where he plays Does he a like it? Grandpa. Like, I have no yeah, idea what's going wonder, on. don't you? He, he does not need the money. How wild that Little Fockers was apparently... One of the more successful. I'd love ones so much about you behind the scenes. Rob De Niro's like lost all of his money. He's in debt. And they're like, you gotta keep paying. <laughs> you gotta do it, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he's getting pie, like cream pies thrown <laughs> in his face by fucking like children. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's no, not it's complicated. What are we doing? Triple in the attic. That's what we're doing. Uh, where we each have to pick a third piece of media that would accompany this double bill uh, nicely. Das. Kick it. Oh, um, my my third piece of media is a real life actual human being. <gasps> um, it's another director called Rob Rayner. Oh yeah, and totally. I actually thought I was just thinking like, what should I bring? And I was like, you know who else is just an unsung hero? Is mm. Rob Rayner, like he actually Rainer, has that female yeah. sensibility we talked about where he just picks up the script and is more willing to like adapt to that exact I was going to say the thing of being like he's one of those, he's a, a real unsung director because he does what the script needs it to yeah. do instead of uh, putting a style over it. So he's and the, he, but I'm sorry, he checks but he filmography, done, you're like, oh my God. When Harry Met Sally, my favourite movie of all time, um, what else was there? North? <laughs> oh, no, The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. This man made The Princess Bride. Everybody loves that movie. Rob a Few Good Rhino. Men. Um, what else is there? This is Spinal Tap, Stand By Me. Oh my Ooh, God. Misery, a fave of mine. Um, The Bucket List, The Bucket List, which is a film I don't love, but actually feels like a Nancy Myers film in its own ways. Oh, wow. and Slipped. I'm sorry, that's a really random addition, but I really like that movie. Flipped. It's like about kids this. and it should not be that good, but it's really moving. Oh, my moving. God, he made, I think he made, did he make this? That's so funny. Where did he direct it? He directed Rumor Has It, the sequel yeah, to The Graduate right. that we talked about. Sleep Since, did he direct Sleep Since? No, he's in it. He's in he's it. He's also yeah, an actor. He's in, he's in lots of things. Yeah. He's in um, Wolf of Wall Street. He's yeah. uh, his dad. Yeah. Wow. But really, a, I don't know. I thought that was a fun little thing to talk is, about is the fact that he literally. That's six undeniable Stone Cold classics. Do we talk about like, you know, all of the other like male directors who have style, like a significant like stylistic, you know aspect of their movie mm. but then he just picks up a script and gives us these beautiful heartwarming like pieces of media and then we just everyone would be like who are the actor and you're like this no. man directed one of the greatest rom-coms of all time like he's given us endless endless treasures yeah incredible that was a great one well done das very very glad we got you on the, the pod um mine's a doozy and you're gonna love it um okay. She, it's a song, it's by a punk artist and she is, she's dark. She goes to dark places. She has a dark, twisted mind and her name's Avril Lavigne. Oh. And she <laughs> sings a song called Complicated. Oh, no. <laughs> She really was Life's like, thought like there was this. this beautiful connection. <laughs> no, it's, I thought about doing like, like female empowerment or something. No, 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 but no. no, I thought about like, do I do like a nice glass of white wine or like, oh, you know, something. Like, a nice glass of white wine. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna, gonna have one after this very successful episode, I think. Um, but no, I was like, I unabashedly love that song. I think Skater Boy is obviously like the poster boy song, like cool song. But if we're talking about like, what is the, like art, high art. It's complicated by Avril Lavigne. Okay. And I think 
If Meryl had listened to this song in It's Complicated, she would have felt really sane. And I think it would have helped her make the decision she had to make. Yeah. And if you rebut that, then get out of my house. <laughs> okay, great. I love all the music in Nancy Myers' films as well. Oh, Every time she's just like, you know what, like the phone call and she's just like, you know what, I should, you know what I mean, just like I've got to sit down, concentrate, do my things, whatever. And then it's just like with beautiful like jazz music playing and it comes to the next scene, there's like food and like a wine and she's like in her beautiful house. And I'm like, God, yeah. your life really is so hard, all the things you have to do. Is the song we sung at the start of the episode, which, is it in Parent Trap? Which one's it in? I can't even think. I don't know. It was on a playlist it called Nancy Meyers Kitchen in all on Spotify. Of <laughs> it, 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 that song is just, yeah. that's a Nancy Meyers movie right there. I've had so much fun. I yeah. don't want it to end. What are we going to call this episode? Um, the Nancy Myers Fan Appreciation Club sounds like yeah. an episode to itself. We yeah, something well, along those lines. For the Under the Silver Lake and um, Southland Tales one, that was just normally titled, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is an official episode. Yeah. So it will just have its thing. But we, what will, I think in my heart it will always be the... Nancy Myers Appreciation Club episode. Film appreciation. Film appreciation Club. Club. We truly, I am so excited so to I'm hear people hopefully say they started watching her films. Yeah, you're who the Who are president. you, Anthony, in the club? What's your position in the club? Treasurer. Oh, you want to be treasurer. Yeah. Okay. Money man. Well, president, <laughs> no, no, president DJ, DJ. Treasurer. DJ, what are the tunes? <laughs> What's it like in here? What's it like at it's the club? It's just straight smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah. Always. Go off. Go off, DJ. <laughs> We're like, thank you, DJ Anthony. He's in the corner with a nice glass of red. <laughs> Lovely. What am I then? What do um, I do? Am I the valet or something? I think something you're like? the vice president. Because oh, I, I like, hired you to be oh, part of this no club. Oh, there's no way I'm the president. I, of course you're in charge. Well, the, of this club, for sure. I've known about it for a really long Again, time. Again, like not even joking, there are two, this is a bold term, but I actually do believe it. There are two things in my life that I associate deeply with falling in love with Darcy. One of them is our cat, Pearl. The other one. <laughs> it's not been about me. It is because I used to be like, oh, yeah, cool cat like that cat but you fell in love with that cat and then I fell in love with that cat because I was like this cat's great and she didn't used to like me because I had bad vibes and I think I have better vibes now and she respects me I hope I brought the vibes to your life too you brought the endless vibes this house is reeking of great vibes now because of you and the second thing is Nancy Myers oh yeah (laughs) Nancy you brought the Nancy Myers movies into my life yeah I think we've said Nancy Myers enough for the Nancy Myers appreciation club I think we've done that quite well but I truly think it's quite funny I have a list on my phone of like my favorite directors and like it's literally it's like John Carpenter, Dario Argento, like uh Michael Mann and Nancy Myers. Like yeah. Nancy is just a really I think she stands out in my mind very different than all the other things I love cinematically. I have quite a verse I guess I like lots of things, but I mean like the most different one the one that I'm most like it doesn't go with the things I most I usually watch, but adore it. Yeah. And I thank you for bringing it to the table. That's okay. Shall we say goodbye? Yeah, we'll wrap yeah. it up. We'll wrap it up, team. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Um, it's so exciting that we have all these new listeners now. That's been really fun to hear more people are popping in because we've joined That's Not Canon. Um, so anybody listening, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you know what really helps us out? If you could leave a five-star review or, you know, if you want to give us four, I get that as well. Just like leave a little review. That's fine. And don't leave four. <laughs> don't, don't leave four, please. Um, and just leave your thoughts. That would be really helpful for us. Check out our Facebook or our Instagram where we have lots of like fun little additional things we do. 
I think the poll could be pretty interesting for this one this week to see which one people liked better. I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts on that one. Um, you can check out Eliza, a lot of Eliza's awesome writing on her website, elizajansen.com and on Rough Cut Film. And the next episode, I believe, will be Harold and Maud and The Graduate, which is Nancy Meyer's favourite film and the it film is. that inspired her to make films. That's right, which I sent you that the Wild. other day. yeah. And yeah. I actually thought it was funny because you had that episode coming up. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So that's actually going to tie in quite nicely. But good luck to those films topping this incredible duo. Das, it's been such a pleasure doing this with you. It's always been dangerously good because I've rambled so endlessly. Yeah, I know. But That's I had I mean. a blast doing it. I was trying to rein it. it in, but I was having the No, time. you were doing good. I was having I'm a blast. I'm having a wine smiling. right now, which I think is the perfect sign. Is there a Nancy Myers movie we can watch right now that we haven't seen yet? I'll do it. I actually don't know which one we haven't watched yet. Oh, my like Home Again, one. which I actually... I don't know if that'd be any good. Uh, I've heard that one is very good. Did she direct it? I think she just wrote it. Right, maybe. Maybe you're right then. If she's not behind the camera, it's just going to look like trash. It's going to look like trash. And that's the problem. Everything's going to look smelly, and I don't like it. (laughs) See ya, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.